Hey everybody, if you listened to our live stream this week, you already know that we had some technical difficulties. So I have tried to edit the show in a way that's captured as much information as I can. Fortunately, without Ashley, I didn't start the recording on Zoom until later because I thought I had it all on YouTube. So I've uh, lost a lot between the intro and uh, right before we start doing our player picks, but all the player picks should be intact. So sorry so much for the technical difficulties this week, but don't worry, I'll be back in the main studio for next week and we're gonna wrap up this year strong. You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our part two preview of the two-week round 24. This episode is brought to you by the Society for Fair Refereeing, welcoming new president Phil Neville. Uh, uh, no, no, wait, uh, sorry. Uh, actually, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I'm joined by my co-host, my partner in fantasy, Mr. Blaine Riffle. Uh, Ashley is not going to be with us tonight. Um, this is a... Uh, a special episode. Uh, we have something special, a little bit different tonight, uh, because as you know, round 24 started on Saturday, uh, last Saturday. And however, because every team that played that weekend was a double game week team, all of your MLS fantasy managers out there have the opportunity to still make changes to your team for all of the upcoming single game week players that our rolling lockout mechanic allows us to utilize. So uh, for this week, Blaine and I are just going to jump straight to the players and talk about uh, which ones you should be looking at as solid single game week options. Uh, if you've not been happy with some of your double game week performances already and they're on your bench, uh, these are some of the guys who we think that uh, you could get some success from. So how you doing, Blaine? Yeah, so right here is where the technical difficulty started, so we'll just jump to the next edit. Such a really good game to target. And then the fourth one that just, I think this one always goes a little crazy is LAFC versus San Jose. Um, both teams have the firepower to score some goals. Both teams are a little bit weaker this year. Don't know quite what to expect and can, a lot of variance, but this one could go for the really high goal scoring variance on this one, because I don't think we trust either defense. San Jose on the road has not been a strong defensive team. We've liked Nathan from there more for the bonus points and offensive potential rather than the San Jose's defensive work. So I, I see a lot of goals in quite a few games, which gives us some fun single game options to fill out a roster because I know I left spots open and I hope everybody else left quite a few spots open because the double game weeks, there were some good games, but I there weren't quite the scores we were hoping for on the first leg. And I think there's a chance to really do some damage in the second leg. All right, no, uh, great information there, Blaine. Uh, yeah, you covered a lot of what I think are going to be some of the, the fun games. Let's just start talking about players right now. So keepers, defenders, I don't know if you want to talk clean sheets at this point, but, uh, but go ahead and uh, if you want to, feel free so bold to do so. Yeah, so I'm uh, 
Fair warning, I'm completely locked in here. Um, I've got three defender scores scheduled, and then I went Cornell on the front end of a keeper rail and kept him. So I'm completely done here. But I, it's a disservice not to highlight some of these games that are going on. Um, Seattle's playing Houston. I think that's a, an interesting game to highlight for just some defender bonus points and for those attacking-minded defenders getting forward. I know this will be a road game for Seattle, but given the rotation and what happens, no, Seattle's already locked. I'm completely off. I didn't pick any Seattle players for the front end, so that's why I didn't even know they played. Um, <laughs> double this weird. This double game week is weird. Um, so defender-wise, uh, I'm looking at. I always look at my switcheroo options if my bench doesn't hit, and I've got a lone five on my bench that I may or may not want to keep. It kind of depends on where my standings are. So I'm looking at switcheroo options, and I actually like RSL defense this week a little bit. Um, I know this is a rivalry game. Uh, this is, this can go a little crazy, but Herrera has been playing really well. Um, like what he can do, and that's a late enough game. I think you can make a change and get somebody in here. And then uh, Fantas has just been one of those trustworthy defenders for bonus points all season long. Last game of the year, I think there, there's an option there. I'm not like I don't like the clean sheets. I think I'm with you on that, Reed. I just don't see any major clean sheet shouts here. Uh, just I think you're looking at bonus points, and I'll let you talk about the other defender that I kind of put on my list when I saw you have him. But there's another single game week guy that was in my roster to be <laughs> but I know you've got him down. Yeah, so I'll start with with goalkeepers as well. And uh, I got lucky this past round, and I went with New York Red Bulls. And so I already have my clean sheet, and I've been able to just scrub that player for a Dallas keeper. And and that's what you're going to want to do if you're happy with your keeper score right now. Other than that, uh, again, I'm not looking for clean sheet hunting. Uh, To expand upon one thing from last week, if you are going with a Philadelphia play, um, we did mention how you could preview both Philly games really early. That was with sort of the assumption that, yes, Blake hadn't been called up yet, but he was likely going to get called up. He did get called up. So whichever Philly keeper you decide to go with, you would just have to stay with that player. So if you if you went with, with Blake, it was on the hope that he might come back for the second game. And if not, you'd have to go with the backup. So uh, that's a little bit of a clarification I did want to make from last week because that that could still be your play. If you do have some Philly coverage, you could still see – some preview of Philly before you had to make your play. For me, though, my backup plan was to go with New England as as my goalkeeper option. Um, Turner or Knighton didn't matter to me because there's potential that Turner will be back, but I'm perfectly happy having Knighton for this game. He is he is a quality keeper, and against Chicago, I just like the matchup. So that was always my backup. I think that is probably your go-to keeper. I know we were also looking um, at potentially LAFC because of their game against San Jose, who have not been prolific scorers as well. So you can check and see who would start for the LAFC game. And then if you wanted to go with the roadkeeper, I think originally you wanted to see all of the double game week options. You could go with Malia down with Sporting Kansas City as a single game week player. I'm worried, though, about that. Vancouver can score. They, they got one on San, uh, Seattle last week with the pretty stout defense they have there, uh, even with some people missing. Um, so, and, they, and they have been scoring, so they are more than capable. This is not the Vancouver from the beginning of the season. So I do worry that at home, it's kind of stacked against Sporting Kansas City, but it is an option. Uh, your better option, I 
far better than going with New York City, I think, going against the Red Bulls in that last game of this round. So that's where I see goalkeepers. For defenders, again, anyone from New England, I like. Uh, I think Jones has been sort of the person, the player that people have been gravitating to. Farrell is another option. Bai has been someone people have looked at. Just your favorite New England defender. That's who you could look at, I think, again, to double up, like I said, uh, with against that Chicago team. And then, if not that, uh, I like the RSL shout. That's, that's interesting. Um, but I was looking at Fontas, but also Lennon. Lennon from Atlanta. They are on the road at Toronto. Toronto is, what, is slightly better an okay comment, Blaine? Yeah. Still, but, still not great? Yeah. Um, the thing is with Toronto, their offense is starting to get back in form a little bit. They're able to score some goals, but the defense isn't keeping anybody out. And when, when you get a high-powered offense coming in, you almost expect them to get two or three goals on them. That's just that's my take on Toronto. Is you're not betting against Toronto because they can't score. You're betting against Toronto because they're going to give up multiple goals every game. When you've got a sound offense coming at them, and I think Atlanta's that sound offense. Exactly, and and so he has uh, that that bonus point potential as well. Um, after that, I I start to worry. I don't trust Columbus on defense anymore. Uh, I. You, you could look at the D.C., but I, I have more fear in Nashville on the road to really make me feel confident about somebody on D.C. Don't care about Toronto, worried about the Houston game against Seattle. Uh, same thing about Austin with their chances. And I kind of don't want any part of L.A. in Portland. I mean, I could see stuff going both ways there with guys, but, but that's what worries me is, is I don't really want any part of that. So I think those are some of the teams you could look to for potential uh, for, for defensive switches. I mean, you've got Orlando, I guess I should mention, against Cincinnati. Uh, they did get one in on Philly. Um, that's kind of what I always worry about with Cincinnati is at home, something's always possible. We, we have often found a way to sneak in a goal, um, and I could see that happening against Orlando on the road. So I wouldn't necessarily bet against as Cincinnati as much as I'm betting against somebody like Chicago, against New England or San Jose, maybe against LAFC. Uh, for those of you who are joining us live, again, sorry for some of the connection. It's it's going a bit in and out, uh, but I've got this recording now. I was going to pull it off of off of uh, YouTube, so it may be a weird combination of editing this week. Uh, but thanks for sticking with us, and we're going to get this episode out there. Blaine, let's start talking about midfield picks this time, which I, I thought was an easier or at least a larger group than defenders. Yeah, and I think we may surprise our listeners with this one a little bit because I think there's a lot of different ways to go. And I think I'm going a little off the beaten path and I'm, I'm kind of hedging my bets on a couple of teams that I just don't I don't trust the defenses they're going against. Um, obviously, Heel's in there. Um, he was in there from the outset um, playing Chicago. It, it's just too good of a matchup. But my other two that I've really liked so far is I do like showpiece on the road. <clears throat> I know I talked about it last week. I could go so, go kind of heavy road here. And I like showpiece on the road just because I don't trust what LAFC is doing. He's had some good scores lately. I think this is a matchup he can exploit. And I just, I, I'm just going gut here. I think it's a, a, a chance to go for a differential, a chance to get a guy who's going to be really involved for his team. I don't have to worry about where the goals are coming from. I think he's going to be involved in a lot of it. And so I'm really, I'm really feeling comfortable with that pick, and it's an earlier game for me as well. 
the same token, I like the way Espria has been playing for Portland lately. And I think LA Galaxy, even though it's a road game for Portland, is one of those times where I could see them, I could see him having a monster game. Um, there is the option of going with either Blanco or Yimmy Chara. But I don't know. I just like the way Espria has been playing lately. He's been getting involved in goals. He's been finding assists. He's been playing really well. And I think he's gambler's fallacy. I think he's due for a multi-goal, multi-assist game type of thing. Get me that eight, ten points that I'm looking for right there on top of just his minutes and his attacking bonus points that he tends to pick up. So I'm really thinking about that. But in the back of my mind, I've got to have Rusnak around this conversation and I could easily see switching him in for one of these guys could be Crylock, but I'm team Rusnak at this point, just because Colorado is going to be without Wilson. Um, that changed from last week to this week when I put, when I initially put my roster together and grabbed these guys, but I just, I, I like the way Colorado's playing. I know this is a pseudo rivalry game for that, for these two clubs, but I just, when you start taking out, central defenders for for a team going on the road like this it really changes things so maybe you want to look at that but those those are the guys i'm really looking at i'm playing a little different this week just because i see some of the other names that we like and i know reed you're going to talk about a few of them i just i don't like their matchups quite as well i think they're i think they're kind of trap trap games for some of these teams and so i'm going i'm betting against some defenses I don't like more than anything. Yeah, no, and I like that we're going to cover a lot of different players so people can really take them into consideration. Uh, Heel, of course, think number one against Chicago. That's that's a great game, and I think on any day of the week, that is a game that's going to challenge a team on a double, even with their one and a half times more point potential. Uh, after that, again, kind of picking on on Toronto. Like Barco, uh, he's he's done really well for for Atlanta. He's getting they're they're getting their money's worth with him. I think this year more so than in the past. Uh, and and a, a pretty good matchup right there. If you're looking for uh, to pile on, he's an away player. But if you're looking to pile on against Toronto, Barco is is an option you could look at. Um, Atuesta is another one we talked about. How not huge on on San Jose, and uh, Atuesta is a creative player for for LAFC and he's he's honestly not come through for me as much in LA we all know is in kind of bit of a rut but he he's the creator he can get the bonus points he's in that position and against a team like San Jose I think that could uh, be a good result for him and of course Mukhtar on the road has proven that he is always dangerous um DC can let goals in so they're they're not as as solid at home at home as other teams and Mukhtar is is always dangerous for me, I think last week I was saying you could probably have one player in midfield, and that's what I've done. I've left room for for one player on uh, on my on this position, so I had one on the bench that may may not come through for me. Uh, but you may be looking for one player, maybe two. Two seems a bit much. I think there are enough double game week players that that two would not have necessarily been the best way to go. But I think most of us should still have a spot, a space for for one single game week player. And these are some of the ones that we're really liking. Uh, I know we're having technical difficulties. I'm going to look at chat real quick. Uh, don't see any any other names coming out there. Just looking through the rest of everything. I know that Piccolo down in. I'm sure I butchered that name. I'm so sorry. I don't I don't know why. Um, 
down in Houston, Fafa is is uh, been doing well, but and Seattle sometimes does rotate or oftentimes does rotate. So I mean, maybe you could see some explosion from Houston. Uh, he's not on the card or anything, is he, Blaine? I don't think so. I didn't think so. It just kind of went through my head for a second. Wait a minute, was he on a warning? But but I don't recall. Um, but no, Houston could do something with whatever potential rotation Seattle could do. That's going to be uh, a call right there. Um, Austin could have some interesting options depending on what happens with Minnesota. But I think those guys are all going to be below people like like Heal are going to be below people like Mukhtar, even Rusnak. That's that's a great shout with with what's happened in Colorado for this first half. So I'm not sure if those are going to be the guys that are going to make the cut against some of these other players. All right, let's uh, go on now to forwards, Blaine. Yeah, um, forwards have burned me a lot this year. Um, I've jumped on a couple of bandwagons. I jumped on the Arango chain. Uh, train didn't work out, hasn't worked out for me in fantasy. Got him in draft, had some disappointing results from him lately. I just, there, there's a lot of names that really jump out here, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with some more tried and true methods here. I'm going to go with a hot team that is known for getting multi-goal results against the current opponent, even on the road. And I actually think I'm going to double down and go with both Shallowy and Russell um, without Polito there. I just, I, uh, this, uh, this is a group that each of them got multiple goals the last week, two different games. I Shallowy had uh, two goals in one game and a goal and assist in the other. And Russell got two goals in the last game. So these are guys that are in form, um, little insider knowledge on this one for our guys. 2018 Sporting Kansas City was the highest goal scoring team in club history. That came with the front line of Russell, Shelton, and Shallow. And both Shallowy and Russell were 10 goal, 10 assist players that year. With Polito out, the front line is once again Russell, Shelton, Shallowy. It is, they have done it before. They are scoring like crazy in this formation. These three guys just have a, a chemistry together. And when they're on, they're on. And I think Vancouver is a team they can really take advantage of. So I'm actually going to double down on the road. Um, Shallowy's second international game is Tuesday. And Sporting doesn't play till late Sunday. So that is more than enough time for him to make it home and play in this game week. Um, whether he rotates is, is a little bit of a question mark. But I am going to double down on that one. And if not, I have a bench option that could come in and sub in for Shallowy. Or I've left a defender spot open where I can go to Fontas, so I'm going to get a an acceptable score out of this. Um, I've got a five locked into my bench already. That if Shallowy doesn't play, I can at least bring in a five if I want some more points and I think Fontas is going to have a better game. I can go with Fontas. So I'm leaving myself some outs, but I am fairly certain Shallowy will be back in play. So I'm going to double down on that, and I just I like that matchup better than anybody else I've seen on the single game week slate. I know there are some names that are really popular. I'm just not seeing most of those guys hit big scores as often as I want them to. And so I'm going to go with the guys I expect to hit good scores and take a little bit of the randomness out of it because I think a couple of the other guys that I was, I was looking at are playing against defenses that could do so or could shut them down a little bit. Yeah, I knew that uh, you would definitely have the Sporting Kansas City options covered because I think they are some of the best 
a single game week forwards. My only fear, and I know those of you who are longtime listeners have definitely heard this before, there's a bit of point sharing there. So you have Shallowy and Russell like Blaine, and you, you could get all the points. Or if you, or one player could get in, maybe you could have gotten a better score without that. So they share some points, a little worried to me. Uh, but yeah, either Shallowy or Russell, or both, if you're bold like Blaine, could, could be a daring move. Uh, I, I think another in. player who is challenged – go ahead. I got to jump in. You say there's some point sharing, but in that last game, when they put up four goals, there were three goals and an assist between the two of them. When you start grabbing that type of points between two players, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if there's point sharing going on because they got on the score sheet four times. If you're taking two guys that are getting on the score sheet four times, that's still really good for two players. And I understand the point. Right, and that was that's a good point to bring up that I was having a – yeah, yeah. I was having a good conversation with, with Tyler Ranchinator, and we were talking about how oftentimes we talk about good forwards during double game weeks, and we're looking for guys who are going to get a brace. It, it would probably be good to expand that line of thought and something not just get a brace, but two of those point scoring actions. So a goal and an assist is also equally desirable as someone who's going to get two goals. Uh, Two assists, I guess, could be okay as well, but they are a little bit lower lower value. But uh, just trying to set yourself apart from the guy who maybe gets one goal. If you could get two of those those uh, point-generating actions, and that's going to be a good double game week option to get yourself above ahead above some of the rest. So, yeah, no, good point, Blaine. Very good point. The other player who I think would challenge Sporting Kansas City as a top single game week player is, of course, Bo. Uh, seeing what that's going to look like with New England against Chicago and it could always go off. So I think Bo has got to be one of your top picks as well for a single game week. After that, uh, again, I think tried and true is the way to go in this situation, Blaine, because with so many teams playing later with players coming back, uh, as, as Christian mentioned in his word to everybody last week, a lot of these players coming back are going to be available for the second round, second half of the round but many could be rested. Many could see partial minutes. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the teams manage these call-ups and the return of those players. So uh, some of the tried and true ones may be better to go with. And Ola Kamara is another one on there for me as well. Um, Nashville is on the road. They are still a good team, but, but Ola, I think, is still a threat. And a fourth name that I'll throw out there is uh, Arango, again, over at LAFC. He's been doing very well uh, this season. So I think he's a good shot. And you can see, again, kind of betting against San Jose. In, in this situation, so could look at Rongo as well as another single game week option. Looking to everyone else, I mean, I think Blaine covered a lot. Uh, one name that I did see pop up on a couple of lists is Chicharito, and I, I just can't. Uh, I can't with some of the form of Portland, a lot of the lack of form from Chicharito. Uh, I, I just don't think he is a great shout uh, for for this round. Um, so I think um, we've covered most of those. Yeah. There's there any, anything going to add, Blaine? Oh, yeah, I was going to say Chicharito is one I mentioned him, too. I said if he's back, he's a guy you've always got to be aware of. Just I like the way Portland's been playing a little bit more lately. Sure. Um, but the problem I have with Chicharito is who do you go to from there? Because you probably already got a Kansas City right. forward right. if you're looking at that. If you're not taking a Kansas City forward, okay, yeah, you can take Chicharito. If he doesn't start, you jump to a Kansas City forward and you're good. Um, Mora for Portland, maybe, but that's a road game. Um they're scoring by committee. It's really hard to lock it down. I've been burned by Mora a couple of times lately. It's just it, it's where it come uh, Tati uh, at Red Bulls, maybe. But again, New York City has been one that we're just not 
they're not scoring as regularly as I'd like. I'm looking for those multiple goals. So I think I think Tati's probably the biggest miss we've had on the show so far, just because it's sure it, it is a way it is at Red Bull Arena, but that's not really a true road game for them. Um, and that's just that's one that I think I think he is probably one of the my top candidates for having two scoring actions. I like the way you put that. I think that's what we need to start calling it is two scoring actions. But I, I, he's one of those guys I could see having two scoring actions probably more often than even Arango or uh, Ola Kamara this week. I think he's probably that top tier when yeah, you're looking yeah, just yeah. for that. Um, but again, I don't know what New York City is going to put out and what they're going to rotate, and that's so late with no fallbacks. It makes it really tough. If that was first game of the week, I think everybody would be looking at him, but it's not first game of this part of the week, so it's going to be tough. Yeah, no, very well said. Uh, and we can see, see what Tati does. Uh, all right, well, Blaine is, I don't think we need to cover switcheroos because that's what these players are. And I don't think we need to cover captains because I hope no one has saved a single game week player for their captain. No, I'm, I'm regretting my captain choice a little bit after game one, although I'm not too worried about it with game two. And I went with Reynoso, so I locked in a six there. But I that's can enough. definitely... I, if you saved it, you probably saved it for heel against Chicago, and I don't wow. think that's a bad move at all. Um, if you forgot your captain, if you didn't have it on somebody, definitely look at heel. Um, if you really want to be risky, maybe you go with Russell at Vancouver and see what happens there. But uh, if, if, it's, if you've waited, it's heel. If you haven't waited, then you're probably okay with a halfway decent score in the first game. Uh, very true, yeah. No, he'll, he would definitely be the, the ideal single game week captain that we have. All right, and with that, that's all that we have for this quick update of a show, part two of the round 24 preview. Blaine, is there anything you'd like to leave those of us who are here? Thank you for those of us who have stuck with us uh, during some of these technical difficulties. Uh, any, any parting plugs you'd like to give? Um, no, just I think it was, was it, MLS Fantasy Night Owl, who was talking about the Gootman captain this week. Um, I heard I heard somewhere on the Twitter about uh, captain pick, and I just got to shout out the insane person who did that and got a thirteen. Uh, I don't like when you pick up a thirteen for a captain. You're usually pretty happy on a base score. When you pick it up with a defender, you can be ecstatic because you don't look like a total idiot for doing it. Um, when you pick up an assist and a clean sheet and several bonus points, I mean, it looks really good. And so far that's one of the best scores of the round. We'll see how it holds up on the dream team page, but that was. I think Roe got 14. Yeah. Roe got 14. I mean, and I mean, but still one of the best scores for the first part. And it comes from. Bruin may have 13 as well. We'll see how it holds up, but just got to shout out the madman who did that. And I don't. All I got to say if. Exactly. All I have to say is if you spent your your luck, your odds on Gutman captain, then you misplayed it and you should have been playing the Powerball instead. That's what you should have done because we're talking lightning striking kind of stuff right here for a defender to pull in those kind of points when he gets captain. It's it's just bananas. I still think it's a foolish thing to do regardless of what the 2020 hindsight says, it's ridiculous. So, but if you did that, awesome. I am stoked for you. Please brag about it. Yeah. Tweet as for me, as usual, please check out everything over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Yeah. Tweet as if you did. Uh, like I said, as usual, 
please share out everything over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, please do like and support the MLS Fantasy Insider on YouTube and through, through the SoundCloud and other podcasting streams. And head over to the Discord community. It's a fantastic group. Uh, we'd love to have you to be a part of it if you're listening to us now. And if you're interested in learning how to support this podcast and our projects, you can head over to our Patreon. That's MLS uh, Fantasy Insiders Patreon page. So that's patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash MLS F-I. And uh, uh, with that being said, as usual, good luck. <laughs>